This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today on CityCast Madison. City government is as local as it gets. It's how the streets get plowed and how the trash gets picked up. It's why we have parks to enjoy and who responds in an emergency. But finding the money to pay for city government is getting more difficult, according to Madison Mayor Satya Rhodes-Conway. She blames state government for imposing too many restrictions on city budgets. She says the state won't share enough income and sales tax with Madison, and the state limits the amount of property tax the city can raise without voters' approval. Madison's longtime city finance director, David Schmidicke, says despite strong growth this year, Madison faces some tough choices ahead. It's Tuesday, October 24th. I'm Dylan Brogan, and here's what Madison's talking about. Good morning, Dave. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Dylan. Glad to be here. So what would you say is the biggest budget challenge that Madison faces now? I think, uh, you know, all those services that, um, you know, we really appreciate here in Madison, just keeping those services going every year, the costs go up, right? We have to pay the staff that deliver those services. I mean, that's how those services get done is the people, the employees of the city, and you know, the cost of living increases each year, the cost of their pensions and retirement benefit or um, health insurance benefits, and then just the cost of you know running the libraries, you know whether it's utility costs or fuel costs and so on for vehicles, that goes up each year. And the rate of increase in that cost goes up faster than what the state allows us um, either to increase property taxes or as I you know, met, touched on earlier, um, the amount of state aid that's provided does not keep pace and we don't have other local revenue options to help us keep pace with those costs. That's really the biggest challenge. Yeah, I hear you and the mayor talking a lot about the state when discussing the city budget. There's some clear frustrations with that. How do we get out of that dichotomy where it isn't just the state's fault all the time. That's a great question. And, and it's really tough because in Wisconsin, compared to most other states in the country, just about everything we do in the city is governed by state law and it are controlled by state law in some way. So the, the council can't increase, let's say, the property tax to keep pace with those costs. It has to stay within a limit set by the legislature. Legislature also, you know, again, the way things work in Wisconsin is rather than these local options, sales and income taxes, the state collects all that money and it historically has kept all of that money uh, until this most recent budget. It's meant to share those revenues with local governments and that has not kept pace with inflation for a long time. And so, yeah, I, I know it's kind of, we keep saying it's the state, but it's like, we don't have any other options because of state laws and state funding formulas and limits on what the city can do. 
as it, at the same time, it's really trying to provide those services that residents want, you know, the results that they want from the city. So trying to make all that work is a challenge. The mayor recently uh, had some press conferences announcing her budget, and the details kind of came out. So the mayor was asking all city departments to reduce their budgets by 1% next year, but the overall spending is going up by 6%. So how do those two things square? That's a great question. What we did is we asked each agency, what the mayor did, ask each agency to basically reduce what we call their costs to continue. But then we have to add in the cost of pay increases and benefit cost increases and other sort of costs to kind of keep things running. And so the cost would have been higher, but for this 1% reduction. And agencies are going to have to manage that in different ways. Most will probably do it by holding, uh, as positions become vacant throughout the year, probably holding those positions open a little bit longer in order to save those monies, or they may just may not spend all of all of what's budgeted just because uh, certain things not happening throughout the year. So cities like Madison received some one-time federal COVID money over the last few years. How did that impact this budget that's coming up? And what's the status of that moving forward? Yeah, the COVID money was critical the city's revenues continue to be below the pre-pandemic sort of baseline. And so really those um, COVID economic relief funds really helped to avoid deep cuts in services. It helped with public gathering spaces like the Monona Terrace Convention Center, you know, and, and places like that, which were affected by not being able to travel and not congregate in groups. Um, the city received about $47 million. About half of that has been allocated to basically help the community, those who are homeless in our community, you know, businesses affected by the pandemic, and a whole host of other community services. And then the other half was basically to maintain government services. We had a drop-off in revenues. Our revenues weren't keeping pace because of the economic effects of the pandemic. We've used that since um, 2020, and we'll use the last segment of that money in the 2024 budget. And those dollars have to be spent by the end of 2024, or at least obligated by then, and they all have to be spent by the end of 2026. So basically, with this year's budget, you're kind of holding the line, but there's still inflation. Costs are continuing to go up. No more COVID money moving forward. Is that basically where we're at budget-wise? That's a great uh, summary of where we're at. Yeah. So I think uh, it's a, it's really a cost to continue budget for 2024. Uh, we're using the last of the COVID money. That's right. We're actually using some of the city's kind of rainy day fund, our reserves. But after that, those sort of one-time monies are gone and our costs go up just to maintain current services faster than our revenues do. And uh, we have some major challenges after 2024. So let's get into that. So the debt the city has is a huge annual payment that you got to pay that debt off. How much does the current amount of debt the city have worry you? Okay, well, another issue, another different area, and we you know we issue debt to pay for uh, the city's capital program. So that's to rebuild our streets. That's to 
build new libraries, that's to refurbish uh, buildings that are needed for services that the city delivers, uh, or vehicles and other equipment. We pay for that, those sort of long-term assets with debt. Contrary to most other municipalities and governments around the country uh, who usually use 20-year bonds, we pay off our debt in 10 years, which means that we may have a, we have higher principal costs than maybe those other places each year, but we have lower interest costs because we pay off that debt faster. We're AAA rated by bond rating agency, uh, which is really a sign of the you know the city's economic strength. We have strong reserves. We, you know our fundamentals in the city are, are are sound. So that's why we issue debt. When we look at how much debt we have. It is, I think, probably higher than average than most what I, you know, AAA communities. But because we pay it off quickly, that's a mitigating factor. Because of our strong economy, that's another mitigating factor. And then our debt service as a share of the budget is going up. There's no doubt about that because there's there are a lot of capital needs, replacing aging infrastructure, continuing services that the population grows as rapidly as it does. So that's an area we need to watch closely. And so we got to keep an eye on that, particularly as interest rates are going up. Okay, so debt, not a crisis, but something... Something to keep an eye on, yep. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So are there, are there any other trends that worry you about keeping Madison's strong fiscal position? I mean, I think we've talked about that already. It's that sort of, how do we maintain current services, which are really connected to the quality of life here in Madison? And that, that's why people want to live here in Madison. That's why our population is growing at the fastest rate in the state. How do you keep that level of services? How do you continue to be as efficient as possible in the delivery of those services, but also you know, attracting a workforce that you know, ensures that those services are delivered in a quality way and the way that gets the results that residents expect. How do you do all that with all of the limitations that we have on the city? Uh, and we talked about that earlier, basically because of state laws and, you know, we have a very limited array of revenue sources. So, yeah. So what are our options? Is like a sales tax or a, a local Income tax, are these something that at least the city can lobby for at, at the state level? We can certainly ask. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, you know, I would say on the sales tax front, the governor has included in recent budgets proposals that would allow, you know, cities to have a local sales tax. But that's been removed by the legislature each time. Now, one positive thing that came out of the most recent budget is the city of Milwaukee. So really a city in the state for the first time got the authority to levy a local sales tax. And so Milwaukee can now 
has a 2% sales tax. And so something like that for Madison would really help with that sort of mismatch that I was talking about of, you know, our population growth, maintaining current services with how our revenues are limited. So is the city talking about that in any sort of capacity? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're we're always looking at those sort of options. I think the challenge with the legislature is, you know, they tend not to, I think, be as supportive of Madison as other parts of the state, uh, at least in terms of, you know, the, the current leadership in the legislature. For example, we had a very large increase in state aid, what's called shared revenues, for the first time in over 20 years. I mean, it was a dramatic increase, and I think the legislature should, should certainly be applauded for that increase. But when you look at how it was allocated, Madison got the lowest amount per capita of any place in the state, any community. And so that's a sign, I think, of where the legislature's at. Yeah, well, it's hard to see the legislature changing, at least in the next year or two. If we don't have that option from the state, I mean, what do we do to to make it all add up? Yeah, I mean, those are things we're going through right now. I, we have looked at, uh, you know, limited revenue options that we do have. So, for example, over the last little, about 10 years or so, we put in some new, what are called special charges. So for um, uh, our forestry program. So that's a charge that's paid for by all property owners in the city. Another one recently, it was a resource recovery special charge, you know, to help with some of the work that our streets division does with our um, recycling and reuse programs. They're limited and they're, you know, from a um, revenue generating perspective, we would call them regressive rather than progressive because they're basically, uh, for all intents and purposes, a flat charge, regardless of the value of the property or somebody's income level or something like that. And so those are challenges we need to look at. Now, we try to mitigate that with a new program you know, that we kind of colloquially call MADCAP for very low income individuals who can get grants to help them offset the cost of some of those charges and like our water fees and things like that. So like a, a big tax hike isn't even an option if you if the city wanted to do that. In terms of the, you mean like the property tax? Yeah. So I can see what, hear what you're saying about people like their services and are willing to pay for them, but it's not like the Madison can have a big property tax hike next year and that solves all the long-term challenges. Well, we can't do it in the traditional way, meaning as a part of the budget and that's approved by the council. Now, under state law and communities, you know, more and more communities around the state are looking at this and school districts have been doing this for many years, can take a proposal to increase the property tax above those that state limit to the voters through a referendum. So referendum has always been an option under uh, what's called the state sort of levy limits. So I know all you city finance professionals talk from around the state and the nation. So as Madison grows, uh, what cities do you look at as, as possible models for Madison? Well, that's a, that's a great question. You know, and, and it's tough to look at other places as models, depending on you know, what it is we're talking about. But on the financial side, and as I mentioned earlier, we're just so different. You know, we're so reliant on the property tax. And 
so few of our peers are in that situation. You know, so if we look at a, you know, in terms of population size, it might be a Lincoln, Nebraska, for example, or, you know, so we try to find like capital cities that may also have a flagship public university campus. And so that universe is probably like a Lincoln, Nebraska, you know, Columbus, Ohio, which is bigger, you know, larger, Austin, Texas, again, much larger than Madison. But those places have other revenue options. And then when it in terms of our services that we provide, you know, we're looking to places like Portland, Oregon and, and Austin and places like that, which, you know, have maybe a similar, you know, type of uh, population and um, economic mix and, you know, might be government there as well, like we have here, university community and so on. All right. Before we go, you also used to work on the state's uh, budgets under Republicans and Democrats. I mean, which do you like doing better, state budgets or city budgets? <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up, Dylan. Um, with the state budget, you're obviously looking at a broad array of services, you know, whether it's the university system, you know, how do we finance um, all of this within, again, what's what's being raised from the income and sales tax and uh, how do we fund our highway system? So it, it's really interesting in terms of that big picture. In contrast with local government, you know, you're really on the ground, right? These services are something that people receive every day and it's a lot more employee focus, right? How do we make sure we're attracting quality staff, you know, to deliver the services. I think, you know, the big contrast with, I talked about what the state does, the state laws that limit, limit local governments. So I was a part of how do you put those state laws together to limit property taxes in particular. And now I'm on the end of how do you make all these services work within, uh, within those limitations. So um, it's been a, an interesting for me. Yeah, so. so you're living with the restrictions that you helped put in to begin with. And I was a part of, you're right. Dave Schmidke, Madison City Finance Director. Thank you so much for explaining how the city budget works to us. My pleasure. Thanks, Dylan. And thanks to all your listeners. Appreciate it. That was David Schmidke, Finance Director for the City of Madison. And here's what else Madison's talking about. More budget news. The city of Madison is expected to pass a new budget in early November. The mayor and alders will consider 18 amendments to the executive budget. That includes more funding for Madison's CARES program, violence prevention initiatives, and several new positions at public health. And the former Ale Asylum Brewery on Highway 51 is likely to be Dane County's new state-of-the-art election center. The facility would be used to safely and securely store election equipment, provide more space for local clerks delivering ballots on election night, and serve as a place to test equipment and provide training. Dane County Clerk Scott McDonald says a new facility is badly needed to address security and flooding concerns at existing election facilities. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Dylan Brogan. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this episode with someone worried about inflation? We hear interest is high. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Until then, 